it's a bad time to be a shit knowledge worker, right? Like, yeah. it's a good time to be a good one, though. Um, look, that was a, a very long intro for Mark DiStefano from the Australian Financial Review. He's not here to talk about ChatGPT. But it's always good to have a yarn. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great to have a yarn with a glass of white wine. Yeah. Yes, white wine is the drink of choice today. Due to some supply issues on our side. No, day. no, due to our guests, you know. Oh, sorry. He's, oh, he's champagne, a refined champagne, champagne he, he is at the Australian Financial Paper of Record. We need to kind of up the stakes a little bit. No um, young Henrys. No, but we're actually talking about something completely different. We're talking about sports betting. <laughs> Yeah. It's a real, it's a real uh, hook turn for you there. A space, though, that you, since coming back to the land of milk and honey, have been covering. A lot. I've been doing a lot of stories about it because I'm endlessly fascinated with this idea that Australia has has a few industries at which we're world beaters, and one of them is gambling. And I, we published a story this week, and I beseech you all to go look at it, but if you don't have a, a subscription, that's okay. But it basically breaks down the fact that... It was an explainer about poker machines and poker machine gambling. But if you break down per capita gambling expenditure, and I'm sure you guys know this, but maybe your listeners don't know this, that Australians like spend on average $1,800 a year per person. And like the next biggest is like- But how much do they win? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the next biggest- What's the feature? (laughs) But the next biggest is like Singapore on like $1,400. And and that's because it's a very small country and, and there's a lot of casinos. And- I think that it's a real look in the mirror moment for this country, what we're seeing with poker machine reform here here in New South Wales. But I think that it just is kind of manic, the whole industry. It, I know that, we, again, we have shared friends who are absolute demons on sports bet mm-hmm. um, and have, you know, bet with mates features and things like that. But in no other country, and you're just seeing it now in the US. Yeah, we're like exporting we'll, it. Yeah. yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah, And yeah. it's like Lachlan Murdoch is one of the guys who's exporting it into the US. So I think that- as a journalist, it's like I always joke about putting the rod out and going fishing and how big is the barrel. This is like a, you know, this is a very fertile, this is a mixed metaphor, but it's like a fertile ground to be fishing in at the moment <laughs> because there's a fish few, farm. There's a fish farm, exactly. You know, there's salmon farms. Fertile lakes. Yeah, um, rich, bountiful with and there's kelp. The amount of money is just obscene, you know. and It's a great and, business model. Like literally- yeah, and margins are good. <laughs> like, you get to set up a two-sided market with no actual product and very little staffing cost, take whatever margin you want. A good business model, as we can tell by the amount of people entering the market. Yeah. Um, I should quickly say, I don't think it's a recent phenomenon. Uh, in 1901, when the Queen sent out a representative to the colonies uh, to see how we were going down here, the report back was a nation of boozers and gamblers. Yeah. Even back then. I mean, for God's sake, is it not a little bit weird... Like, take a step back and try and ignore all context. Do we have a day of the year where, like, a certain form of gambling is legal? Yeah, and it's like, like and every other no day, required. Every other day, it's not a le- it's not legal. Every other day, it's illegal. But two up today, go for your life. Everyone, go out there, gamble. <laughs> no license in. required. And I think that that like you touch on a good point, which is it is historically a pastime in this country to have a punt mm. and. I always say this to all of the PR people that I speak to at Sportsbet, at Tabcorp, at, you know, Ladbrokes, at all these companies that I report on. I'm like, just so you know, like, I'm no wowzer. Like, I love putting $20 through the pokies. I love getting in a sports bet for the FIFA World Cup and putting some money on on different sports teams. So, I'm no wowzer, but I think that 
it's an insane thing. There's multiple parts of this is insane. The amount of advertising in this in this country. I've got a problem with the amount of advertising. It's just insane, and it's plastered everywhere. And if you speak to any media industry worker who understands the advertising side of this of the model, Australian advertising industry kind of subsists. On gambling advertising revenue, like mm. so many, so many of the ads that you see on television during some of the most expensive moments and slots, are being pumped up by the tab corps, the sports bets, the Ladbrokes. So everyone's sucking on the teat. Everyone's sucking on, and this is what it was revealed uh, last week. The communications minister, who's the person who is supposed to be regulating this space, who Michelle Rowland, she just got into the job. She literally before the election took tens of thousands of dollars in donations from sports bet. Like mm. she's literally sucking on the teat and having lunches at you know dinners at Rockpool. Like it's That's a, a great teat. Rockpool. Rock, great state, great state. So, yeah, it, that's the reason why I'm really interested in it because it's almost, it's like an anomaly in the world that's happening here that as soon as you start sort of probing and prodding a little bit, you start going, wait a sec, that's kind of crazy that all of the sports gambling operators are based in the Northern Territory. That is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there are all these little things that as soon as you start going, wait a sec, why is it like that? You start getting really good stories. Totally. Maybe it's worth talking about the American example because I think it's a really good comparison. It's kind of like the big story in the world right now is that in the world of sports gambling, at least that America (laughs) has suddenly been sort of consumed by it. Last year's Super Bowl was all crypto. This year's Super Bowl is all like yeah, totally. There was a Supreme Court um, change a couple of years ago that basically said until that point, this is the reason why Las Vegas and Nevada was such a place for gamblers in the world to go is and and there would be places like Atlantic City and. Uh, on the East Coast um, to go gamble. But basically, yeah, the Supreme Court heard this challenge to essentially, essentially a ban on, on gambling yeah, on it was, certain forms. It, it was a law called the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act. It was from the 90s. Senator Bill Bradley, former NBA star, senator for New Jersey, he put that law in. As American laws go, a very, like, wholesome one. He was like, this law exists to protect pro and amateur sports yeah. from kind of like the vagaries of gambling. So as a result... It was banned nationwide with some grandfathered exceptions, including Las Vegas and some other places. Indian reservations also became big for for sports gambling as well, um, who are now feeling the heat because everyone else is doing it, as the New York Times reported this week or last week. But yeah, the the Supreme Court agreed that it was unconstitutional because it impugned on, you know, the state's rights to handle their own commerce, you know. Hurrah, USA, USA. Um, Federalism, we love it. Yeah, exactly. And that became law in, uh, well... Sorry, the Supreme Court uh, up ended the law in 2018, and it's taken the last few years for like the um, big sports betting companies to sort of get their lobbyists to states to regulate it yeah. and to sorry to legalize it. And now, as a result, all of a sudden, it seems like sports betting is like the massive thing in the states because all these different individual states now allow it. They've gotten their their hooks into various college sports organizations, various colleges around the U.S. Obviously, college sports is massive in a, to the level that it's not in Australia. We're not all going out to see the Sydney Uni Flames dominate on the basketball court, are we? Yeah, we have tailgates yeah. out, out, the, out the back of the sandstone building at Sydney Uni. Yeah, yeah, no, right. I, I think that it's not good, is it? Like, it's not good that it's now a free-for-all. I think that one of the things that the Australian regulators I've spoken to, the horses bolted on so much of this stuff and now they're trying to put up guardrails on a, on a, on a bunch of things. But as I say, like... If you look at what Australia has done to 
regulate sports betting. It's very little and it's been confined to like nips and tucks around restrictions on advertising around the waterfall. So restrictions of advertising for certain times of the day to make sure kids aren't looking at it. Yeah, except Restri- that, I mean, it doesn't make a difference because no. when it's during the sport. And who watches TV these days anyway? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, like if you're streaming anything on KO, every ad is for, it's literally you just get like three different sports betting yeah. ads back to back. And like, I've got kids, you know, and they're just- You're saying, a concerned father, these, but you were also a gambler. Like, Dad, who's that witch talking about betting with mates or whatever, you know? Don't worry best dads her. on TV, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. and I, I, think that, um, I think that if you're an American media company, and you're seeing this a lot now, if you're an American media company, why wouldn't you open your own sports book, which is essentially hiring 100 maths wizards to put together some algorithms to run this, like- incredibly great margin revenue company where literally every member that you get to sign up it's all about customer acquisition you sign them up you get them through the door and then you can like get products to to them whether it's you know your other news services whether it's your video whatever whatever it is i think that um every media company in america now is kind of looking at it and going oh shit like disney is a big one because like disney's so big when it comes to espn yep. and abc now, Bob Iger, like, it totally conflicts with the sort of family-friendly Disney thing, but it owns ESPN, which is, like, the sort of name in sports there. Do, are they going to open ESPN bet? You know? And I think that that's the the hand-wringing that's happening at the moment. Yeah, yeah, totally. The technology aspect to it is what is seemingly accelerated as well. Because, I mean, 100 smart people who build an app and some algorithms and also, like, our use of personal devices of, like, mobile phones and what mm. have you and the advertising ability on them – that has made it so cheap to get going with such great margins that it's completely ubiquitous now where, yeah, your main expense is just customer acquisition cost, basically. And you know you're going to get that back. Because for the most part, customer acquisition cost is, as well as like, yeah, paying Facebook and Instagram or or the app store, it's a really good bet that's in the favor of the person who's putting the bet on. You know, some giving great odds for something that's probably going to happen. But you know that the person who's putting 20 bucks in to put that bet on that five to one that like Ronaldinho will score a goal in the World Cup or whatever. You're like, oh, it's guaranteed. I'm a genius. I'm going to put my 20. Oh, they scored it. <laughs> put a hundred bucks in there. But you know, they're going to pump that hundred bucks like straight on the next like dumbest bets and you're going to get that money back anyway. So it's like, it's a great business. Yeah. There's, there's so the, the one of the most interesting companies globally about this is Tabcorp. So this is the ASX listed giant. So when you see the green TAB in Australia, this is like the- I get excited. That's yeah, you get excited. <laughs> the tote. Yeah, and my, my dad was a big racing gambler. Like I, I have all of these. And if dad, if you're listening, which you're not, but if you dad, he honestly on Saturday mornings after we played Saturday sport, we would drive to the local sort of shopping center where there was a TAB. And I'm not even kidding. I would sit in the car while dad went in and placed his bets. And like, I'd sit there for sometimes 30 minutes or like in a hot baking with the window down. But like, I have these really clear memories this of dad. This must be an upbeat podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, so Tabcorp, so Tabcorp has had essentially a monopoly on yeah. the physical tote for decades. And, um, and then along comes Sportsbet. So Sportsbet now is the, giant when it comes to online sports betting in Australia and sports bet is owned by Flutter Entertainment which That's is right. an Irish an Irish company so all of our profits are going offshore to the Irish which totally. is great the, it's like the tech companies you know, it's all good yeah, yeah. but it's, it's sort of shitty right because you're like you know if we're going to lose money at least lose money to strange shareholders but yeah. no it's all yeah. going overseas and, well, I, I mean, and the ads as well are also like oh Aussie it's really Aussie yeah. ads yeah so Tabcorp watches sports bet sort of flourish in Australia and become this dominant thing 
purely because the app is the best. Like, yeah. you talk to anyone who bets on anything and they'll tell you, why do you bet on sports? But it's not the odds. It's the functionality of the app. Yeah. And they were so good and quick with the tech. And since then, Tab Corp have been playing catch-up where the shareholders in the TAB have basically said, like, stop spending all this money on buying the WATAB, stop spending all this money on physical stores, whatever. You need to make sure that the TAB app is better than Sportsbet because they have all of this legacy when it comes to the brand of betting. But still, I challenge anyone under 40 to say, like, if you were going to bet on anything, you would download the Sportsbet app. You wouldn't download the TAB app. No, for sure. And I think that what's happening now is TAB is basic. They've done this with a bunch of inquiries now. They're like, we need regulation in the online sports nice. betting. And it's like, it's like that, good on you guys. Like, finally, you've realized the CEO of Tabcorp did this submission the other day, which was like, there's too many ads on TV. Now, I then went and spoke to the sports vet people and I'm like, what do you think about this? Like, that he's calling for basically restrictions. TAB runs a lot of ads, yeah. right? No, for sure. And they're like, Sportsbet's like, yeah, do you know why they want to have restrictions? Is because they want to protect their market share. Mm. Because as soon as the, the sort of dominant player comes out and says, we want to say restrict the amount of advertising out there, it means that the smaller player, which is like Beta, which is Ladbrokes, they find it much harder to go out and get new customers because that's how they get them via advertising. So, it is so self-serving, obviously, what Tabcorp is doing. But right now, they are the ones in this space that is doing the clearest, you know, submissions that say, we've got a problem, we need to have rules and regulations. And it's like, yeah, of course they're going to say what the... That's what they're going to say. So, I think now... You've got probably about six or seven apps in this space. I've said them before, like Ladbrokes, Neds, Beta, TAB, Sportsbet, Betfair, Bet365. You've got all these different apps, but there's like basically an oligopoly, which is Sportsbet and TAB. Like Tabcorp and Sportsbet are the two big dominant Mm. animals in the zoo. It's like they've basically got 30, 40% Sportsbet and another 30% is probably TAB. Um, and then the rest is sort of cut up between the others. If you think of it that way, then you can kind of understand all of their moves from there. Sportsbet is now like trying to make sure that they can sandbag and say, we are obviously dominant here, but we want we don't want to have any other player come disrupt us, but they're not really going to get disrupted in, in many meaningful ways. Tabcorp is like shit, 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 the, the way of the future, which is all app-based betting. Mm. We need to make sure that we can transition from physical stores to online. It is probably worth mentioning here, uh, as we said, Sportsbet is owned by Flutter. Flutter mm. used to be Paddy Power and it merged with Betfair, which is UK-based. Now Flutter is Irish-based and contains both. But Flutter is also one of the big players moving into the US market as well. They own FanDuel, which is one of the big ones with DraftKings in the US. These are all fucking terrible names for, for companies, but, you know, whatever. But you can tell already, like, the US names are definitely more in that startup-y fun vein. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. FanDuel, DraftKings, as opposed to we're all, like... Sports yeah, bet. It's sport bet. Yeah, it's, you, you bet on sports. What else yeah. do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Stan. You know, you just get a guy's name and just... Well, that <laughs> was... So, I learned, I learned the other day that Stan stands for... Seven, ten, and nine. Did you know this? I didn't no, know. No, I always thought it was Stan just like- Stan Stans is an acronym for okay. seven, ten, and nine because originally it was conceived of an, as an Australian streamer that had them all on it. Uh, and then when Channel Nine, which started Stan, was like, guys, come on board, they were like, no, 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 that sounds stupid, no way. 
That's why it's called Stans. Okay, I thought it was a real timely thing when people were starting to talk. I about think it's a good name. Stans. I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's, it's not. It's not a, a full disclosure. They're my employers. As a nine, <laughs> nine but, 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 but Stans pretty good. The new Poker Face fucking bangs. It's a great. <laughs> it's a great show. Natasha Leon. Well, totally, totally um, recommend. But I worked for Seven Network for five years. So full disclosure there for me. I also <laughs> worked for Nine Entertainment Corp. <laughs> you know, for, for, for our international listeners, this is the nature of the Australian media industry. <laughs> it's okay. You got There's it. two there companies. Are, there are two <laughs> companies you can work for. But no, the thing I was going to say. Going back to the Flutter thing, which I think is kind of telling, I've heard that Sportsbet used to be kind of like the jewel in the crown, the golden child of Flutter globally. Mm. Like they, they were like, these are the guys that are killing it. All of our other businesses have to like see what Sportsbet does with their app. But now it's um, DraftKings. DraftKings is is where the energy has moved. One of the things I was, I guess, is interesting when I found out, it kind of like made my skin crawl, which is again, it's about customer acquisition. Though these yeah. companies have to spend money um, on advertising, target advertising, whatever, to go out to get people to sign up. And there's gamblers, proper gamblers, like my my father and his friends will have two or three sports betting apps on their phone. But they need, if you're an insurgent, they need to make sure that you can go get new people out there to sign up. Because once you sign up, as you just mentioned before, how many times have you ever taken money out of a betting account? Like, how many times have you withdrawn money out of a betting account? Never. Yeah. You keep it in and you bet again. And I think that some of the tactics that these companies use to go out and find these people, we did a big story a couple of months ago, which was there are these essentially what's called affiliates. There's this one, I forget its name. Well, we have a, a hypothesis. Well, I have a hypothesis. Mm. I won't lump you in with me. That basically... Every technology company that doesn't make a product and doesn't have a subscription is an affiliate marketing play. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this, there's this group in, I forget what it's called, but there's this group in Albury and they're high like 30 people and their job is to run targeted social media campaigns to find, offer free tips and free bets to problem gamblers on Facebook and Mm. Instagram and whatever. They target them. And they have to, if they send people, like, use the code, whatever, to sign up to better or Down to, to sign up to sports bet. Yeah, Ladbrokes or whatever, they then, I, honestly, it blew my mind, they then get 30% of the lifetime losses of every customer that they refer to that app. So, as an affiliate, your business model is to maximize, like, volume, obviously, of referrals, but you're trying to find people who are going to spend the most money on the those people things. who, are, yeah, the people the who gamblers. are likely to lose the most. Yeah, you're incentivized to find people who lose the most amount of money will make you the most amount of money. And yeah. I found that to be like, I honestly, I was loudly exclaiming in the newsroom. I was like, these are leeches, you know, like these are people whose job it is. Like, I kind of don't begrudge a sports bird or a Ladbrokes, or whatever, who are producing a product that people want to buy or whatever. And it was described to they did this one campaign on Facebook where they literally targeted people in a men's depression and suicide group and they ran a campaign within that group. Of, it had like a million people in it and it was like, <laughs> if you sign up to so-and-so, just sign up to so-and-so, you'll get, you know, great odds and blah, blah, blah. And someone described it to me. It was like literally selling vodka to people outside of an alcoholic anonymous, you know, meeting. Yeah, that, that is, that's fully demented. And right? it's like, and I think that that's the thing, that's the reason why obviously I keep reporting about these stuff because I think that if, if you shine a light on them, they quickly go, whoa, 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 sorry, yes, sorry, we're going to delete that. That's really, really, really bad. Yeah, but more broadly, so that same concept, these affiliates have recognized that, hey, a great place to find people who are going to lose money on betting apps is in a Facebook group like this. The same thing is happening with algorithmic ads, but just mm. we can't see it. And to the point where Google or Facebook or whatever, they don't know they're doing it. But if you're targeting yeah, gambling ads or a trip to Vegas or whatever, 
the algorithm will find the people who are most susceptible to downloading the app or taking the trip to Vegas to spend all of their money. We don't know what, as is, Google has 1.5 million different markers on every single person that they're advertising towards. We don't know what combination they're using and what behavior those people have exhibited. People at Google don't know, but they're most likely to find the people who are most likely to download a goddamn sports betting app. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's doing the same thing. Yeah, totally. And it's also the fact that the whole, as you said, grand thesis of the internet, that everything is affiliate marketing now, it's because, you know, there are so many businesses, so many products, so many customers, whatever. The value now is in, like, finding the connections and making sure people are going from connecting customer A with business B in the right context so they complete the transaction. Mm. That's what all of the internet is right now. Yeah. But, you know, naturally, in this particular industry, the incentives are completely perverse because the people who are the biggest spenders are not the people who earn the most and therefore are most likely to buy a fucking MacBook or something. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah. The or biggest, a SaaS product. The biggest spenders and the most profitable customers are like the people at like the very bottom of the fucking barrel who are set up to lose the most money, basically. Yeah. Which I think is why like there should be a genuine question around advertising of these products, especially in the context of algorithmic marketing and algorithmic targeting on TV as well. As I said, I find it really annoying that you can't watch a game of footy with your kids any bloody more (laughs) 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 without an athlete advertising gambling to you. So the RAF opinion is- (laughs) The RAF take. Shut it down. Dial down the advertising, at least. Like, dial down the advertising. So you you don't love the funny sports bet Instagram ads? They don't tickle your funny bone? I don't- Go on social media, mate. That's you know, a real. It's a real dodge of the question. Do you Dude, find the sports bet ads funny? <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but also, next thing you know, Ralph's going to be paid by sports bet to make some like native content. It'll be like actually, it really helps the ecosystem <laughs> actually, find its rock. users. It's true. He, he is, um, he, he's no, connect that people way. with the brands they love. You know, yeah. I've always said that's my mission. <laughs> no, there's a um. So TikTok, as we know, is eating people's um phone and time and consumption. Like yep. people are spending less time watching TV or whatever. TikTok goes, we're going to let one, we're going to run a trial and let Sportsbet advertise on TikTok. No one else because we want to just have a controlled trial to see what it will do to our users. And it is just like, what are you thinking? Like, what do you think is going to happen if you start offering? TikTok is one of the most insanely powerful algorithms that has literally ever been created in the history of mankind. And what we're going to do is we're going to test out whether sports gambling works. Like, (laughs) what do you think you're going to find? Like the thing that... So, it's basically combining the two, like, horrible dopamine triggers. Like the two most insane things. It's dominated every other form of advertising. Let's see what happens when we put it on the most addictive advertising. Oh, fuck, it works. (laughs) All right, happy days. It's like the electrode on the mouse and you give the mouse cocaine. It's like, "Mm, I wonder if it'll like it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like... As you say, advertising is takes up a lot of time and, and space in in this area because it's the thing we see, right? So it's and, the, and it's the primary cost based. Yeah. Customer acquisition is basically your cost. Yeah. There's limited marginal cost for bet number two onwards. And I think that what we're gonna see is the federal government here in Australia will We'll introduce some curtails of what can be done to regulate that. You know, we don't allow casinos to advertise. Like, mm. isn't that, doesn't that tell you uh, something about what we think of casinos, which is like they're dens of, yeah, totally. of you, addicts? You've got, you got your poker rooms at pubs, you've got to call them VIP rooms. Yes, they do have like animated videos of like dragons flying around with yeah, gold shooting around. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's pretty clear what's going on in there, but- they are not allowed to advertise it, technically. Yeah, I think that that's going to be, obviously, so much of the regulatory area about this. But as but- you said as well, everyone's sucking on the teat. The television networks are, the actual sports organisations themselves, the AFL, the NRL, 
Apple App Store, as I've said, Google Search, Facebook, everyone is sucking on the teat. And the tax revenues are really good as well. Yeah. Like, absolutely everyone. Obviously, the pollies have got their grubby hands in it, but, you know, that doesn't even need to be said. <laughs> it's almost Those like it's, that's sometimes joke with um, some of my colleagues about this around digital advertising when literally everything became a digital ad network. So, right, everyone was like, wait a sec. Uber was like, holy shit. We could run digital ads and make a billion dollars a year in digital ads that we just didn't have before. Mm. And I think that there's something similar in sort of sports gambling where it's like, there's all this free money on the table. Are you going to be the ones that don't take the free money? The reason like I've brought up multiple times the American experience is that I think it'll be interesting because obviously the attention has gone to it in the States. Yeah. I think Australians- Oh, you think that the States are going to regulate? No, it's not that they're not going to regulate. It's just that obviously there's like- some unease about it as a cultural problem. Like, mm. you know, the New York Times has done like a 10-part series yeah. on how like massively gambling, sports gambling has just like swept the country. And I think there's like, this may be like mildly hopeful, but I think sports gambling is one of those things I think the average Australian would probably think was always legal in America. Not just something that, you know, I think Australians when they go to Las Vegas have, you know that there's that fucking thing where a, a Japanese tourists get what they call Paris syndrome. Have you heard about this? No. There's like a, it's a widely discussed like sociological phenomenon in J- in Japan where like ch- Japanese people go to Paris and it's so different from their expectation that they have like an actual like psychological event in response <laughs> to it. That, like, As in they thought it would be one thing from the pictures, and, and, and it's which... something totally different, but also kind of the same. They yeah. have like this. It, it's, it's it's very wi- postmodern, widely discussed in like, yeah. Japanese literature. I think Australians kind of have that experience when they get to. Las Vegas, and they see the poker machines at the airport, and they're like, "This is actually like normal. Like, yeah. like this is not the insane gambling den that I thought it was. This is just like it's Crown right. Casino." Yeah, I was about to say it's the star. <laughs> this, is, this is the star. Uh, really? Yeah, I, th- I, I actually, I totally agree with you. Which is, I've my girlfriend is Argentinian, and she just recently moved here, and there are all of these little things that I'm noticing that I'm like oh, wow, that must be super strange, like, encountering that for the first time. And strangely enough, it's like I walk her into a Woolworths, the big one at Ringham Mall, and she's like, it's the biggest, it's the biggest fresh food section I've ever seen. She's <laughs> like, and she's like, look at the, she's like, look at the colour of the fruits. I'm like, yeah, because we used to live in London together. We'd go to local Sainsbury's and it'd be this, like grey apples this mis- and stuff. This miserable thing. But I think people see this stuff reflected back to them. I, there's going to be more and more discourse in the US as like they try to grapple with like the social effects, which we've completely internalised. Totally. And, you know, there may be like a regulatory blowback in the US that you wouldn't get here. And maybe that conversation kind of like flares back at us. I don't know if it actually impacts it, but I think once it hits this global scale, maybe it has a bit more conversation around it. I don't know. I think that there's not really a lobby for hands off my sports betting, though. Like, I know that's going to sound strange, but we're going to see that now in the New South Wales election with poker machines, where I think there's a bit more, especially in swing seats, you're going to have old grannies being like, hands off my poker machine. I want to put cash in. Like, I don't don't want to have this card. You know, the gaming lobby, they're the ones allegedly- you're not allowed to say this because, like, you know, you don't deal in, like, gossip and innuendo like I do because yeah. I'm not a journo. But, you know, they're the ones who said that Perrottet was dressed as a Nazi. They're the ones who leaked that. It was the game. Yeah, no lobby. comment. No comment. <laughs> but it's- um. I'm putting that on the down round record. Okay, sure. <laughs> but I think that it would be a really interesting time to watch- the thrashing of an industry which kind of knows their time is up. Like, poker machines in this state is absurd. Like, it is completely absurd that we have so many poker machines. We have 25% of the poker machines in the on the planet yeah. in New South Wales. I think that sometimes there are things that happen in your life that only you need probably a few years distance from to go, well, that was weird, wasn't it? Mm. I think probably 2030, 2040. Like smoking in planes. Smoking in anywhere, anywhere inside. Remember how, like, we used to just 
be indoors and like the, the windows would be closed and everyone just smoked. Yeah. Like that was well within our lifetime. Yeah, was- I used to work at the Brookvale Hotel and they were we'd come home and our white shirts would be covered in smoke. No, we were adults while well, that yeah. was still happening. And I think that- Club 77. <laughs> yeah. It was just haze. There's yeah. a, a lot going on in there. But <laughs> I- you couldn't do these days. <laughs> but I think that there's a- I think that 10, 20 years from now, we'll look back and be like, they made how much money going through poker machines? You know, $8 billion a year in the state and things like that. So I think that sports betting, it's still a huge thing because the advertising is so visible to families and the people who are losing the money are degenerate young men. And that's the thing that saddens me, which is I don't want to see my mates little gamblers on their phones when they should be watching the football or whatever it is. We're not at a place where literally, you know, rows and rows of geriatrics are like tapping a button and seeing their pension go through the machine. So we're not there, but I still think that young people and young men in this country are being targeted by sports gambling companies at such an extent Mm. that creates maybe tens of thousands of problem gamblers at least that are, you know, wagering their paychecks and their standard of living is substantially worse because of what's happening on that app. It's a tax on hope. (laughs) God, that that makes me sick. That makes me sick. No, it's also not an issue. We should be taxing fear. We should be be taxing intolerance. Exactly. We should be taxing racism. There's an idea. (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, Imagine uh, that. But no, it's like inefficient use of capital as well. As you say, I'd much rather my friends- (laughs) Let's let's bring it down to earth. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's down round this. Down round the thought. Down round the thought. (laughs) That money could be better spent in many- I would rather my friends be alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> Buying beautiful Valentine's gifts for their partners rather least, than this. You know, supporting local businesses, etc. rather than what is- Funneling money to the, the pigs in Dublin, yeah. as it were. <laughs> Those bastard Irish. Yeah. Downround is now a premium podcast. You can subscribe to our premium offering at downround.net for $7 a month or $70 a year if you're uh, bargains inclined. And you get not only the episode that you get every week, but one additional one every single week, $7 a month. It's a great bargain. We go deep on... This is a terrible one. (laughs) No, it's fine. You're right. We go deeper on the issues. We say more crazy shit. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If you want to hear us say stuff that's basically balls to the wall, maybe even illegal, maybe illegal, downround.net, you'll find us there. <laughs>